Hey mama, stop what you're doing right now and join my birth classes. It is open enrollment and it's a special one because we have added some extra new bonuses just for you. And hint, hint, don't forget that insurance may reimburse you and you can also use your HSA or your FSA to pay for birth classes. So it's a no brainer. If you join this week, you're gonna get not only a huge discount by using the code BIRTHQUEEN, all in caps, cause you know you are, but you're also going to get six or seven bonuses. Bonus number one, you're gonna get 30 days free in my mama membership, which is where all the magic is happening. After 30 days, you can leave us if you want, boo hoo. Or you can stay with us for 19 a month. And some of my mamas stay with me for years, if that tells you anything. You're also gonna get bonus number two, which is my newborn academy. Bonus three, the birth coach class. Bonus four, the postpartum recovery roadmap class, along with some other bonuses. And if you join by Friday night at midnight, you're gonna get my birthing waves, which is a brand new course and it's guided meditations for labor and beyond. Brand spanky new and I'm so excited to welcome you in. Don't forget, we hang out with all of our students every Wednesday. We have a pregnancy hangout via Zoom where you get to see my face and my doulas every single Wednesday. I'll see you on the inside. Go to labornursemama.com forward slash the word calm, C-A-L-M, labornursemama.com forward slash calm. I'll see you on the inside. Girl, you worked so hard. You just pushed this little human out of your vagina or alternatively, You let this little human get cut out of your body. So no matter how your baby is born, you should get your skin to skin time and it should not be interrupted. Welcome to the Birth Experience Podcast. I'm Trish Ware, a longtime labor and delivery RN turned online birth educator slash virtual doula. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many, many babies in my 16 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse. And as a mom of seven, I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby and write the birth story of your dreams. So hit subscribe and let's replace your anxiety and fear with complete confidence. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice from your provider. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. Today, we're going to talk about that first hour after your sweet little baby is born. The first hour after birth is called the golden hour, and it is crucial for a positive transition for your sweet little baby from life inside to life outside. It's also crucial for you as you transition into this new role called mama. So, Back when I first became a labor nurse, which was a long time ago, and unfortunately this still happens, but the old process was we would be ready, the labor nurses, the baby nurses are waiting right there as mom's about to push the baby out. We lay a warm baby blanket on mama's chest. We might unsnap her gown, lay the blanket on top of her chest, and we're ready and waiting. Hands up, we've got warm blankets in our hands. 
baby comes out and on either side of mom, the nurses start vigorously drying the baby, rubbing all that vernix off, getting baby nice and dry. Someone throws a hat on the baby and then the baby is placed on top of that warm blanket on top of mama's chest. And we thought we were doing amazing. And then we'd put a warm blanket over a baby, dry baby off some more, replace it with another warm blanket, dry baby some more, replace it with another warm blanket, pull that blanket out from under baby, put a nice warm blanket under baby and over and over again. Well, we now know that that's bonkers and it has to change because if there's a warm baby blanket under the baby and on top of mama, that's not really skin to skin because there's no skin to skin contact happening. Minus maybe mom's hand on top of baby's back. So babies really need to be skin to skin on top of mom's skin, not on top of a blanket. So here's what skin to skin should look like. First of all, as soon as baby comes out, they do not need to be rubbed and dried vigorously unless there's something going on. That is a way that we can stimulate the baby. So instead, what I recommend to my girls inside my birth classes is that we tell them, please don't rub and dry the baby vigorously. We want to leave the vernix on the baby. So when baby comes out, instead, they're placed right on top of mama's chest, right onto her warm body, ready for baby to get that precious skin to skin. Now we can, you know, lightly dry off the baby. The next thing that we always did was we put a hat on top of baby. And I'm not going to dig real deep into this, but if the baby is a full term, healthy baby, no issues, they don't necessarily have to have a hat on. Side note, babies do lose their heat through their head. So if the baby has anything going on, if there's any other issue happening, then a hat is not going to necessarily ruin your skin-to-skin experience. But if baby is healthy and on top of you, cheek to their ch- your chest, you're holding baby, warm blanket over both of you, then the head should still have contact with your skin. Not putting a hat on the baby in those first few hours as we do skin-to-skin also has advantages. Advantages. One of them, and, and I read a study about this, one of them is that that scent, that amazing baby smell is released through the scalp. So when we as moms are leaning into that and smelling our baby's little head and face, then that's going to release oxytocin. And we're going to talk about that in a minute and why that's so important during skin to skin. And also in the study that I read, scientists also are saying that it can also help with the birth of placenta, this, you know, obviously this release of oxytocin. So it's really important that we don't interrupt in that um, natural process. So again, there needs to be a lot more study about the hat, but if baby's in a good skin to skin position and baby's temp is being checked, then they don't necessarily need a hat. So that's just a little side note. So let's talk about what skin to skin provides. Number one, it calms both mama 
and the baby. And this is really important as you transition into this new relationship. Number one, the baby being calmed. When babies are crying, they are burning energy and they are interrupting some of the processes that we want to happen, like them having a stable temperature, stable blood sugar. All of those things are really important. Another thing that happens during skin to skin is it regulates the baby's heart rate and their breathing, which helps them adapt to life outside of your womb. It also stimulates digestion and it stimulates these really important feeding cues, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Now, I already mentioned this, but it regulates your baby's temperatures. When baby is born, baby cannot regulate their body temp the way that we can. They have something called brown fat. So when they're crying, they're burning off this brown fat, which makes it even harder for them to regulate their temperature. So being on top of mom, it's incredible. I've already said it regulates their heart rate, their breathing, and their baby, their temperature. So this is why it's so crucial that this process is not interrupted. There's also um, studies that have been done that show that it enables colonization of your baby's skin as it makes contact with your friendly bacterias, which provides them with protection against infection. This is another reason why we don't want to wipe up all that precious vernix. And we're going to do a podcast all about vernix and how unbelievably incredible it is. Skin to skin also stimulates the release of hormones, like we said before, namely oxytocin, which will support a good breastfeeding experience for both you and baby. So now we're going to break down a little bit deeper what happens for mama during skin to skin, and then we're going to go over what happens for baby. So baby is placed on your chest. The baby's now skin to skin. This is the beginning, the initiation of the bonding, and it kicks in those natural mommy instincts because your maternal hormones surge. They flood. It releases oxytocin and Oxytocin is also known as the love hormone. So when that love hormone flows inside of you, mama, this is going to really help you start that important process of bonding with your baby and those instincts, those maternal instincts are amping up. That hormone surging also starts your uterus contracting after birth, which reduces your bleeding, which releases the placenta. Your skin-to-skin process also warms you up. And trust me, after you've had this baby, you've gone through labor, you've had all of this process, you also need that comfort of the skin-to-skin. One of my favorite things that I do after I get my mama and my baby all settled in skin-to-skin, mom is cleaned up, we're no longer repairing, we've got the room back to normal, I'll grab a blanket out of the warmer and cover them both up. For myself, after all six of my babies, I cannot tell you there's two things that I loved most about that initial time of skin to skin. One, obviously, well, let's say three things. One was that that bonding and that moment with my baby and having this baby that I've been um, 
anticipating meeting and seeing and smelling and feeling. And now the baby's on top of me. The other thing that I really loved was that warm blanket. Like I could not wait for that warm blanket and apple juice. Random. I know, but those were my favorite things. Skin to skin also warms you up because you have this nice little warm nugget on top of you. You guys are are doing like exchanging body heat, babies on top of you. And one of the things that I loved after I had my baby was the baby's skin to skin. We're all cleaned up, room is straightened up, and my nurse would grab one of the warm big blankets out of the warmer and lay it on top of me and baby. And it's so comforting. There's something comforting about that. Um, process of your baby's on top of you, warm blankets on top of you both, you're smelling the baby, and it's just a really comforting process. During skin to skin, mama can hear and feel her baby. And that is your first moment of really engaging with your baby, and it should not be interrupted. Girl, you worked so hard. You just pushed this little human out of your vagina or Alternatively, you let this little human get cut out of your body. So no matter how your baby is born, you should get your skin to skin time and it should not be interrupted. As you get used to one another, baby's instincts are also going to kick in. And when this process is interrupted, the baby's natural instincts that are supposed to kick in are also interrupted, which could set the whole thing back. And it can really... affect your breastfeeding success as well. Think about a little kitten. Okay. I want you, if you've ever seen a little kitten or a little puppy being born, they make their way to their mother's nipple, right? Well, we all know that our babies are way smarter than a little kitten or a little puppy. However, The likelihood of a little kitten or puppy's natural process after birth being interrupted is very unlikely, unlike our little babies who that natural process after birth is often interrupted. So now let's talk about the baby. First off, baby is born, they have this brief, very unique cry, which is this birth cry, and that is also part of the transition from their inside life to the outside life. Once the cord is clamped, baby's done the cry, they're processing into this new breathing pattern. Now their lungs are being used instead of it them being bypassed, which they are inside the womb. So now baby is placed on top of mama and they go into this stage, which we call this quiet alert stage. This is such an incredible stage. They're in this super hyper relaxation mode and they're able to respond to their mom in a way that is so miraculous. So one of the things that I tell my girls and one of my insider tips is always ask for the lights to be dimmed after the delivery. Now, obviously the lights cannot be dimmed if you're having a repair or there's a hemorrhage going on or something unusual going on. But once you're cleaned up, room is cleaned up, and this should be rather quickly, then Most nurses are going to automatically do this, but if not, ask them to dim the lights. Once they dim the lights, and this is something that is so beautiful to witness, and I've had the honor of witnessing thousands of times, and one of my favorite things to see right after delivery is when we dim the lights and baby's eyes just 
pop open. They open those little eyes and they start looking around. And this is such an incredible moment for these new parents. So as they become more alert and they're waking up during this quiet alert stage, some pretty incredible things begin to happen. So if baby is placed onto mama, a lot of times she's going to find your face and gaze into your eyes. I wish I could like adequately describe this process and bring words to it because it is such a beautiful experience to witness from the outside as the labor nurse or this um, person in this birth room. And I'm not sure that I could use the right words to even describe this gaze between mommy and baby. It's pretty amazing and it's way too big for words. They also will begin to make movements. So their arms, their shoulders, their heads start moving. And as these movements amp up, they're also going to begin to draw their knees up and actually do what looks like a little crawl and it's called the breast crawl and you guys should definitely go to YouTube and look up videos. We have a video on labornursemama.com. If you go to my website and look up uh, the golden hour. So they're going to crawl to your breast just like a kitten just like a puppy. So they're making these movements and getting up to the breast, the breast crawl. Now, why is that so shocking to us? Why do you think? Well, number one, because this process is interrupted all the time. Think about it. You've got nurses moving the baby around on mom's belly, trying to get the baby up into a better position, making sure the baby's in a good position instead of just keeping our hands off. And a lot of times before COVID, when we had a lot of family at bedside, they're wanting to touch the baby and they're wanting to see the baby, which of course, of course they are, but it's also interrupting this amazing process. And the process can be interrupted by things that uh, the nursing staff might want to do to the baby. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. All of those things need to wait. If the baby is not about to fall off of you, then no one needs to be touching the baby. They need to lay and rest on top of you and allow this process to begin on its own. You know that feeling when you're in the right place at the right time, the stars align and all that, you feel the time is right to say yes to yourself. And then the fear sets in. You start telling yourself things like, I don't wanna put my baby in danger. What if I don't know what I'm doing? I'm not strong enough. No one will support my birth choices. And what if I put in all this effort and it ends up not going the way I want anyway? I get it. I'm a labor and delivery nurse. I walk through women's fears daily, but I also know what the female body is capable of. So I'm guessing deep down inside your soul, your mama intuition knows your body was made for this baby and you really want an amazing birth experience, which is why I'm offering you an insane opportunity we are hosting a live five-day event and it's going to be amazing. Not only am I going to be teaching you four live workshops, but I am also offering you the opportunity to have complete unfettered access to me and my team. For five full days, you'll be able to attend live workshops, 
The first one is all about the pain of labor, where it comes from, what it is, and why you shouldn't be afraid. In our next live workshop, I am going to teach you three of my mini pain coping techniques that I teach my birth class students so that you can face your labor pain with confidence. Workshop number three is all about newborn procedures and choices you need to make as a brand new parent from assessments all the way to medications. Our final live workshop is going to get very, very real. We're going to deep dive into postpartum realities versus the expectations that many mamas have. Real talk with real mamas. During this five-day event, my team and I will be available to give you specific guidance that you're seeking on anything from provider choices to trauma processing, exercise, diet, labor, or even mindset work. Bring your questions and I'll share my expert advice. Not to mention all the fun giveaways, worksheets, live Q&As, and so much more. You'll get a chance to chat with other mamas who are hoping for a beautiful birth experience. This kind of support is really immeasurable. So if you're even thinking about how can I have my best birth experience, join us during this live five-day event. Click the link in the show notes, jump in now, or head to labornursemama.com forward slash fearless birth. We can't wait to meet you. See you inside. Most babies after birth, they're not going to be doing all the feeding cues and wanting to eat. What it usually looks like is baby will lay on your breast and acclimate to your breast, smelling your breast. They may even move their head around and start licking and moving around your boob. But you don't want to interrupt this and you don't want to try to help. Don't get your hands in there. Don't try to get the baby to the breast. Let them get to the nipple. This is really important. And girl, I know we don't see it very often, but I promise you, if you can leave this process alone, they can do it. And it's been proven that if we don't interrupt this natural process of baby finding the nipple that we are going to allow them to set up a much better breastfeeding future because the baby's going to be able to know how to do it. So as tempting as it is, keep your hands off. This is your first test, girl, for helicopter parenting. Trust me, I struggle with this on the daily. My husband yesterday at the pool, when my son was about to get run over by a little girl on a float, he was like, babe, it's not going to kill him. Don't hover, let him figure it out on his own. So helicopter parenting is real and it starts right there during skin to skin. That's just a little uh, sight. If they're allowed to figure it out on their own, it's going to make your breastfeeding uh, future so much easier. Okay, so let's talk about some tips for mamas during skin to skin. Remember, baby is acclimating to life outside using all of their senses. So when we think about senses, we've already kind of talked about touch and smells, but let's think about sound, the sense of sound. One thing that I really recommend is that someone, whether it's you or your coach or your doula, is advocating for a quiet, calm room after baby is born. Now that that should be something you're advocating during labor as well, but that's another story too. So 
if you have a quiet, calm room, you're going to be able to murmur and talk to the baby, maybe even sing to the baby. They are so used to your voice and this is going to comfort them. So remember, ask the team, ask the staff to keep the room quiet and calm so that baby and you can bond through your comforting voice. They're used to that voice. They've heard your voice throughout your pregnancy. Another way that you can comfort the baby is by placing your hand on top of the baby's back. Remember, they're on top of you, hand on top of the baby. This just gives them this uh, comforting feeling of being secure. Now, let's talk about a few things your partner can do. Your partner can sit right beside you and to lower the bed to the lowest position. She should be doing this anyway, but just in case and pull a chair right up to the side of the bed and place your hand on the baby's back as well. Take turns with mama talking to the baby. Get right up there to the baby's face. Put your cheek on the baby's cheek. Talk to the baby, murmur quietly, and just be a part of that skin to skin as well. Another job for your partner or your coach is to protect the room. Remember, keeping it quiet, keeping it calm. And If for some reason mama cannot do skin to skin, then you're going to step in and do skin to skin. And some of the reasons that mama might not be able to do skin to skin could be she's having an extensive repair, like she had maybe a third degree tear, or she's got some bleeding issues with a postpartum hemorrhage, or out of control pain issues or something unusual is happening. If that's the case, whip your shirt off. You can ask for a hospital gown. They can put it on backwards where the opening's in the front. Lay down on the couch, get some pillows, lay baby on your chest or get in a chair, lay baby on your chest, have them put some warm blankets over the two of you. And you do all these tips as well to have a really successful um, skin to skin. Obviously not the breastfeeding. Now, what should your nurse be doing during this time? Your nurse should be having a sort of hands-off approach. She's going to be at bedside watching at first that you and baby are safe because you've just gone through an exhausting experience. So you may be really tired. You may be just a little out of it. So she's going to be at bedside just keeping her hands off unless her hands are needed, especially if you're really drowsy from any medications that that you've received. She's also going to make sure that however baby is laying, that the baby's airway is not blocked. So their head should be to the side. Now baby's going to be moving their head around as well, but she's just going to kind of be watching for the sidelines, making sure that baby's airway is not blocked, that baby's breathing correctly. She's going to be doing vital signs on you both, and she could do these right on top of you for baby. She's going to watch the baby's tone, make sure the baby's not limp or the coloring is good. And she's also going to be checking the baby's temperature throughout this time. Now, again, what should she not be doing? Number one, she should not be whisking the baby off to the warmer to do assessments or vital signs or baby medications. She should not be moving the baby off of you to do a better assessment. She needs to be working around you and the baby. Another big thing is baby's weight can wait. She does not need to get the baby's weight during that initial skin-to-skin time for you and baby. That is not crucial. 
It's okay for it to wait to be done. Now, the only time that babies should be taken from your skin-to-skin position or taken off of you is if there's some sort of situation that warrants a um, better look at baby or baby's not breathing right or they need resuscitation. That is a legit reason for skin-to-skin to be interrupted. Although there's a lot of studies being done right now about resuscitation being done on top of mom, because like I said, when baby is skin to skin with mom, it regulates their breathing, their color, their temperature, their blood sugar, all of it. So that's another thing worth looking into. Now, what should your visitors and your family be doing? Nothing. I really recommend, and I know this is hard, and I have had, my my son had a baby, and it's very hard for all of us, but here's the kicker. We do not need to be in the room with you guys during that first hour. That is such an important time for your baby to transition, and it's okay for your guests and your visitors to stay outside and wait and come in when you get into your postpartum room and things are just settled down a little bit. It's a really important bonding time for you as a new family as well. So I know this was a real short dive in real quick, but I wanted to just go over some of these important reasons with you and give you just some things to think about. And if you need to research more, you're always welcome to reach out to me. We've got some information on the blog, labornursemama.com. But here are your key takeaways for today. Understand what is happening inside your baby at birth. Know your stuff, girl. Research the birth crawl, the breast crawl, watch some videos, go to my website. I'll link to the article in the show notes. Remember, the sense of smell, sound, sight, and touch are critical factors to a successful golden hour. So think about the ways that smells and sounds and sights and touch are done during that time and protect them. Getting your hands in there, getting that amniotic fluid all over you, good thing, good thing. Gaze into your baby's eyes, murmur quietly, sing to your baby, talk to your baby, ask for others in the room to be quiet so the baby can hear you. Have your nurse dim the lights Keep your hands on your baby and your baby on you and limit visitors until after this important time is over. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the birth experience with labor nurse mama. I love talking skin to skin and the golden hour. If you loved it as much as I did, make sure you hit subscribe and write us a review Be on the lookout for next week's episode every Friday. See you then.